shadow on the wall tells me the sun is going down sunny day throughout the day today. Temperatures into the 80s, probably close to 90 in some spots around the upper Ohio Valley. Right now, 67. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 66 at the Highlands, 64 in Elm Grove, and 65 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Last week, we talked with West Virginia's Democratic Party Chair Mike Pushkin about a variety of issues and uh, the governor's race and the Senate race as well. Mike left us with a tantalizing comment that he thought there could be an announcement coming soon about a Democrat candidate for governor. It looks like maybe the Dems are getting ready to have a standard bearer step forth. Brad McElhinney has been covering this story and uh, has some info for us. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Howard. Hi. Was it hot where it was hot down in Charleston yesterday? It was steaming up here yesterday. Oh man, yeah, I'm seeing national coverage of what the two hottest days of the year, right? The next couple of days, yeah. And uh, it was uh, we went swimming, my grandson and I, at the backyard pool. 106 feels like on our uh, pool deck, so it was it was a scorcher, that's for sure. You know what you should do is go to the movies where they run the air conditioning full blast and you can have a <laughs> my, big soda with a bunch of ice in it. Yeah, my my son left his grand left his son with me so we could go out and be in the heat. Uh, my son went to the movies. <laughs> he was the smart he was the smart one to do that. All right, so um, Mike Pushkin gave us an indication last week when we talked with him that there might be some kind of a of an announcement or more awareness of where the Democrats are going to be on the governor's race coming soon. And uh, it looks like the two names that are bandied about are now kind of becoming more in focus. I'm talking about Ben Salango and Steve Williams. And you have heard from or talked to both of them. What's the story going on here? Well, Salango was the Democratic nominee for governor, of course, in 2020. He is a Kanawha County commissioner and a Charleston lawyer. And he was defeated soundly by Jim Justice. <laughs> but Jim Justice is out of the picture running for governor now. You know, he's term limited. He's clearly running for U.S. Senate. And so it's it's an open field. Uh, anybody has a shot. Salango assessed whether he wanted to try to do it again to make a run at it. And yesterday he came out with a statement saying that running for office, for public office, is a tremendous commitment both personally and professionally. And then Salengo said, after months of consideration, I've decided I will not seek the Democratic nomination for governor. So don't know a lot about his thought process beyond that, except that he alludes to uh, the the personal and professional commitments. He's, he's a busy lawyer. Uh, he has a young family. And running for governor, even in what probably would have been a, a less competitive Democratic field, is still an enormous challenge. Well, and he got his butt beat last time, and uh, Democrats are not going to do, I mean, theoretically, uh, Democrats are going to have a, a harder time this time simply because our, the redness of our state is getting is getting redder. I have to be honest. When I heard Salango talking to a Hoppy, and Hoppy said, are you going to run? I sensed in his voice it was kind of like a, I kind of have to say yes because that's the right answer. 
but I don't really think so. I mean, I, that was always the way I felt he had expressed the interest in running. Now, I haven't talked to him, so I don't know. But just listen to the way he talked to Hoppy. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure that it ever was a serious consideration for him. Uh, but he, he has definitely pulled out now, which leaves only one public name that I've heard, and that's Steve Williams from Huntington. And you talked to him yesterday. Yeah, not not a lot. I exchanged a couple of texts with him, just wanting clarity on what he intends to do. But there was a, a lot of reporting in the Huntington area that he had made a Juneteenth public <clears throat> declaration, a, a speech at a local event that included him saying he intended to run for governor. But I, I didn't hear the speech, wasn't there. And, and so I just wondered where things stood. Uh, what Williams said is he he acknowledged that Juneteenth statement saying he's probably going to run, but he said it won't be official until I intend to file, and that wouldn't be until sometime in July or August. Well, it's July right now, and the field has largely cleared. Uh, You would think that Salango, based on the name recognition generated from the last run, might have been favored over over Williams if they had run head-to-head. And so I, it, it looks like Williams is uh, likely the guy standing. What, what Williams went on to say was, I was simply dropping the breadcrumb. It's never <laughs> official until it's official. I sure wasn't going to announce anything until I heard from Ben. I'm a big step closer. Well, you heard from uh, Williams. He's heard from Ben, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't preclude maybe somebody on the more progressive side of the Democratic Party jumping in. That's entirely possible, but it looks like Williams has a very good chance of winning that that Democratic nomination, and and best of luck to him uh, once he does, because, as you alluded, it's a very Republican state right now. You know, if anyone more progressive does jump in, if I may just say so with my wise political cap on, they would be foolish. Progressive candidate's not going to win in this state, not in 2023 or 24 or in the next handful of years. I mean, it's just, despite what some of my very good Democrat friends believe, we are not going to see this state in any way support a true progressive. You mentioned uh, Salango um, and his name recognition. Steve Williams, one of the advantages I think he has is he doesn't have the same kind of name recognition. I think people have come to know him a bit from his mayor of Huntington, but he doesn't come out as a old line Democrat. I mean, he may be, but he does, you understand what I'm saying? He's not, I don't think, yet perceived as, as a Democrat in that Democrats are bad kind of things. I think he can write this, he can sort of start with a clean slate for himself. I think so. He's been mayor of Huntington since 2012, and my sense is he's pretty popular there. I think people like him. He has been involved in battling the opioid epidemic, uh, both through through local policies and through the court system. Uh, Huntington has taken the lead on, on a lot of those opioid battles, and so he's generated a reputation that way as well. It, it, you know, but if you are a mayor or a local government official, it's a challenge to generate name recognition in a short period of time in a state that is largely rural. Small state, but, you know, a little right. challenging to get around. It, it, it struck me 
I, I could be wrong about this, but but it almost would help to have a primary because maybe you have a debate, uh, you get news coverage about the differences between you and the other candidates. Uh, it's it's competitive in itself. So I don't think it would hurt to have a primary, but it, it also, if he doesn't have it, would potentially conserve resources, the finances, to go up against whoever the Republican nominee is. We've got, what, four or five people? In the, we've got five people in the race on the Republican side of things for governor right now, right? I think there's actually more, but there are, you know, about that many sort of name brand people. Almost everybody who is one of the other statewide executive branch office holders. The the entire board of public works is running, basically. (laughs) Except for Kent Leonhardt, the agriculture commissioner. Uh, Mm. And then Riley Moore, the treasurer, is running for Congress instead of governor. But otherwise, pretty much everybody's running. Uh, And then the other relatively well-known candidate is is for governor on the Republican side is Chris Miller, uh, the son of Congresswoman Carol Miller, an auto dealer who is is running uh, from all appearances on the on the right side of of that race for governor. So we've got J.B. McCusking, the auditor. We've got uh, Patrick Morrissey, Attorney General, uh, Mac Warner, Secretary of State, and Moore Capito, the House Judiciary Chair, all running along with. Chris Miller, um, who tends to be treated as a throwaway, but I don't know. He's Carol Miller's son. That probably gives him some cachet, I guess, in the in the Republican Party. But that primary is going to be interesting. Um, they all have their they all have their supporters of the of the key players there. When Mac Warner first announced, uh, this is just my personal opinion. I thought Mac would be the guy to beat, but some of the polling now shows on the Republican side that Morrissey apparently is the guy to beat. Yes. That is what I see. And, you know, Morrissey has been so involved in these national issues and very involved with the Republican Attorney General's Association. He comes in with financial support from from some of these national groups. So that that and I would say he was at the sort of forefront, uh, had earlier entry into statewide office compared to some of the other competitors in that race. Right. Uh, just to promote Talkline for a minute, Hoppy's leading off today with some new polling about that Republican side in the GOP race. Uh, so that'll be the first topic. And then Steve Williams himself, I am told, has recently been added to today's Talkline lineup. So if these topics interest you, gentle <laughs> listeners, uh, tune in at 1006 10, today here on the Watchdog because. Uh, yeah, we're well, we're 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 you know we've been in politics mode for. Six months, I guess, and uh, we'll probably start to. Then we kind of went quiet for a little while. I think we're going to start picking up steam again, and uh, it's going to be interesting. So there's going to be a, an aggressive Republican primary. What's your best guess? You're an analyst. You look at things. Uh, uh, will the Republicans eat themselves alive during a primary, or will they try to get along during a primary? I would a not deadly be cargo ship to... fire on the waterfront. Oh, Hello. Hey, I'm sorry, ABC wanted to talk to us, apparently, but uh, we've, we've told ABC just to wait. So, <laughs> You said, well, the Republicans eat themselves alive, and, and he says, a deadly cargo ship fire. <laughs> I guess maybe you're maybe not talking about the Republican primary for governor in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, I, I would not be surprised if this goes a little farther and some of the candidates assess in key endorsements and 
the finances available in the race, and and maybe some of them say, well, it's just not there for me. I I, I think it, it will wind up being competitive between one or more candidates throughout the rest of the year, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if the field clears a little bit. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that, that'll be interesting. And um, I, I, there are no other names from uh, – you hear uh, you know, underground stuff better than I do. I don't hear any other names on the Democrat side of things being bandied about. I don't hear anybody else who wants to even take a stab at this other than Steve Williams and previously Ben Salango. Are you hearing any other names from the Democrats being whispered around at least? I am not. You know, I, when, when we talk about the possibility of a progressive candidate emerged, uh, and I'm thinking sort of like Stephen Smith right. uh, a few years ago, that, that, that remains possible to me. But I, I am I, I have not heard names even like even like Stephen Smith getting back in. Yeah, I, I have. The last time I talked to Stephen Smith, and it's not been recently, but. He seemed pretty adamant that he he would not get back into into the race again, and again uh, they took a stab at that. The progressive uh, folks from West Virginia can't, can't wait tried to put up a, a more progressive leaning, uh, policy oriented uh, candidate, and it and it didn't work. I mean, they couldn't even win the primary. So I'm just not sure that's uh, it's going to be the right way to go. All right. So Steve Williams, Steve's going to be on with the Hoppy today. Is that what you said? I haven't checked out my Hoppy notes yet, so. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't know that Williams is still to the point that he would announce. I, I don't I don't get the vibe that he is exactly there yet, but he is coming on to talk about the likelihood and, and the situation he's in and to talk about sort of the, the potential state of the race. Well, it should be interesting. Uh, and then you'll be on to kind of analyze a variety of different things today on Statewide Talk Live. It is true. I'll be talking about this one, uh, the, the polling that I alluded to, we're going to have a little back and forth on that. That that's a tricky one because you know I I am meant to be a neutral observer and don't really want to, uh, you know, favor one candidate or another. But we're we're going to do a little bit of assessment based on the polling that we see. Well, it's it's one thing to just offer your opinion, which is what I do all the time. <laughs> but uh, you know, you could certainly offer an impo- informed analysis based on looking at the numbers. I have no idea what the poll numbers, what this new poll is going to be revealing. Uh, so let me ask you this. Will we find it interesting? I think so. It, it's a ch- Just to let you know, to fill you in, you and you and your listeners, it's, it's a Chamber of Commerce poll. And it does look at that fairly crowded field of Republicans and, and shows uh, maybe some tears, I think. I would call it. Not tears like crying, but tears like levels of competition. Gotcha. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. All right, so that'll be coming up today on Statewide Talk Line. All right, well, so Salango is out. Williams seems leaning to be in. And at least uh, there will likely be a Democrat, hopefully, uh, come the g- general election next year once they get through the Republican primary, whoever makes it through the Republican primary for governor. We've been focusing so much of our attention lately on the – Senate race that uh, we've kind of forgotten to talk about the governor's race, and it's, it's good to get into that. Uh, I wanted can to spend, I ask, yeah, can I ask you a question? You may. I'd like your opinion. Okay, let's say Steve Williams gets in, and as you said, he I think would have a reputation as a moderate, even if even if West Virginians think of Democrats as not being such. Right. 
Do you think if the Republican primary results in a more right-wing candidate, do you think someone like Williams would have a shot? In in West Virginia, it's hard to say, but I think that I think if any candidate can, it's someone like Williams. He has several things going for him. I think he has executive experience. He has been successful uh, in that su- executive experience. He has a a name that people are beginning to know, but not as I mentioned earlier. He's not sort of in the liberal Democrat camp where he can be attacked just in general for for being that way. And I would think that. I would think that would at least, if you have a far-right, Morrissey maybe, if you have a far-right Republican candidate, I think that Williams can make a strong case. Honest to God, even though I have a D after my name, I just don't know that Democrats have any future in the near future in West Virginia. But I would say if anybody could... He's got the qualifications that make it possible. That's the way I'll answer that. Uh, that's about where I land on it. I, I don't know what kind of financial support he might get. And yeah. and if you're a Democrat in West Virginia, where do you even get financial support right now? Yeah. But I, I think he has about as much chance as anyone, and the chances increase a little bit if Republicans pick somebody who's pretty right wing. You know, I have had, I mean, Stephen Williams is not in the mix yet, but I've had conversation with a number of different folks who have been big Democrat uh, donors. And all of them say they're down to figuring out which Republican do they think is the least offensive. Because, I mean, I'm serious. It's just, that's that's where we are right now in West Virginia, like it or not. But again, I think given the right circumstances, given a, a far right candidate, maybe like Morrissey on the on the Republican side, if Williams can build the name recognition the right way that I think he can, the, uh, then I, I think it could be a competitive race um, come come the general election. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a guy on the radio. I, I feel the same way, but that's my observation too that it's possible. You know, I what I what I revisit this in nine months but I, I think what might happen is whoever the republican candidate is for governor if williams is the counterpart they don't even run against him i bet they, they run against biden yeah well yeah, that's probably true yeah absolutely absolutely right uh and they will run on simply being a uh, uh you know a, a strong conservative i don't know whether they'll be well I, I think you're right they'll run on their own position run against biden they can't, can they can they run against, they're not running against Nancy Pelosi anymore because they've kind of given up on that right <laughs> uh, she's uh, you might still drop her name I suppose <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. all right <laughs> next hour we're going to talk to John Kilwine professor from WVU about whether or not Mansion really ought to, has any shot at all at this third party idea and whether the third party makes any sense at all so we're going to Shift in the next hour to our talk about the U.S. Senate race. That should be interesting, too. Hey, Brad, I wanted to talk about the uh, budget surplus, but I don't have time right now. We'll catch up on that maybe one day next week. Uh, as always, a delight talking to you. You give us some good insight and good information. I appreciate it, my friend. Hey, thanks, Howard. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, Brad McElhaney with us this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show from Metro News. Uh, he'll be on with Hoppy to talk about uh, a new poll that's out from the Charleston uh, from the uh, Chamber of Com- State Chamber of Commerce. I don't know what it's about because he didn't tell me, and Hoppy's notes don't tell me either. But uh, we'll find out today at 10.06. Well, let's see what Adam has to say about the weather. How hot will it be again today? That's coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show.